0: Welcome to the Shift Gold Friday Gold Wrap, your overview of this week's Precious Metals News. It's Friday, December 15th. I'm your host, Mike Meharry. Thanks for tuning in. Gold is on track for a weekly gain after the Federal Open Market Committee meeting this week. This was a prime example of sell the rumor, buy the fact. The price of gold dropped in the days leading up to the FOMC meeting in anticipation of an interest rate hike. But once that rate hike became a reality on Wednesday, money poured back into gold. As I record this, gold is trading at 1256.20, silver is at 16.09, and the silver-gold ratio stands at 78.29. There's apparently trouble brewing for the GOP tax plan, and that's weighing on the dollar. The greenback was off 0.2% this morning, having dropped to an eight-day low overnight. That's helping boost gold. Two Republican senators are reportedly balking at the tax deal, and Senator Collins of Maine is also reportedly under pressure to vote no. John McCain is in the hospital due to side effects from his cancer treatment. With Doug Jones knocking off Roy Moore in the Alabama Senate race this week, the razor-thin Republican majority became even more razor-thin. negotiations tend to last until the last minute in these kinds of situations, so it's not surprising, especially as those seeking change to the bill were likely emboldened by the Republicans' defeat at Alabama, said Shin Kadota, senior strategist at Barclays in Tokyo. Negotiation is code for politicians stuffing crap into a bill on behalf of their special interests in exchange for their votes. At any rate, this tax deal is anything but a sure thing at this point. The European Central Bank also held meetings this week. ECB President Mario Draghi said the central bank remains committed to continue its 30 billion euro monthly asset purchase program until the end of September 2018, or beyond if necessary. During the Q&A portion of his press conference, he added that the central bank supports the open-endedness of the program as inflation remains muted. But most of the focus this week has been on the Federal Reserve. Janet Yellen pretty much followed her script. Analysts widely expected the Fed to raise rates by 25 basis points. It did. Analysts also expected the Fed to signal three more rate hikes in 2018. It did that too. Gold went up, as we said it probably would, hitting a one-week high in the wake of the rate hikes as investors, quote, bought the fact, unquote. This was the fifth rate hike over the last two years. The current interest rate now sits in a range between 1.25% and 1.50. That means it's taken two years for the Fed to nudge rates up by a modest 1.25%. Historically speaking, interest rates remain extremely low, as Peter Schiff noted in his most recent podcast. He said, quote, this is an extraordinary amount of excess monetary stimulus. To say that the Fed has been successful in normalizing interest rates is complete nonsense. Two years ago, when the Fed raised rates for the first time, nobody in the mainstream believed that two years later, we would still be this low, end quote. Gold newsletter editor Brian London told MarketWatch the FOMC basically straddled the line between the doves and the hawks, noting how inflation has remained persistently and confoundingly low, but that economic growth remains sufficient for the central bank to plan for more rate increases in 2018. Not surprisingly, gold's reaction has been positive, and that's precisely what I expect, as the record of the last two years shows that year-end rate hikes have served as a launching pad for big rallies in gold. Now, that gets us back to this whole sell-the-rumor-by-the-fact aspect of rate hikes I've already mentioned a couple of times in this podcast. Everybody assumes rate hikes will tank gold, but are rising interest rates really bad for the yellow metal? The short answer is no, at least not based on recent history. Conventional wisdom holds that tighter monetary policy tends to increase bond yields and boost earnings. That makes the bonds more appealing to investors, theoretically lowering the appeal of gold and silver. So when the Fed starts talking rate hikes, the air generally comes out of the precious metal markets. But consider this, the Fed started raising interest rates two years ago. With the rate a full 100 basis points higher than it was in December 2015, gold is trading at nearly $200 per ounce higher than it was then. That's more than a 15% increase. As a recent Bloomberg article pointed out, when it comes to rate hikes in gold, the reality tends to be, sell the rumor, buy the fact— Quote, chart gold against U.S. 10-year treasury yields, and it looks distinctly like the metal tends to sell the rumor of rate rises, and by the fact, every time yields have peaked north of 0.25% over the past five years, gold has promptly rallied. Economists predict that yield barrier should be broken sometime in the first quarter of 2018. End quote. So here's the thing, the conventional wisdom that higher interest rates are bad for gold doesn't really make sense. Central banks use two primary rationales to justify rate hikes, strong economic growth and a healthy inflation rate. As Peter explained, rising interest rates are not negative for gold. The main reason that interest rates are rising around the world is because inflation is picking up around the world. Higher inflation is positive for gold. It is the most bullish thing for gold. In fact, when inflation rates are rising, that means money is buying less, right? The purchasing power of money is going down, and that's when you want to own gold. And while higher rates do boost bond yields, inflation is not a friend of the bond market. Bonds lose value as inflation increases. That is bullish for gold because gold is something you would own as an alternative to bonds. Right now, most investors are ignoring the yellow metals. They're all into stocks and bonds and cryptocurrencies. But this might actually be an opportune time to buy gold. As we said last week, with prices relatively low right now, gold may well be giving you an early Christmas present. In other news, the U.S. federal government is spending money like a drunken sailor. I admit by saying that I'm probably being unfair to drunk sailors. In November alone, the U.S. government reported a $139 billion deficit. Pause for just a moment and think about what that actually means. Last month, the government spent $139 billion billion with a B, more than the revenue that it took in. In other words, it put $139 billion on a credit card in one month. Of course, this is nothing new. In November of last year, the feds reported a $137 billion deficit. Through the fiscal year to date, the U.S. government has run up a $202 billion deficit compared to a $183 billion deficit in the comparable period for fiscal 2017. Now, you might be thinking, oh, well, that's not too bad for the whole year. But you have to remember, the fiscal year for the U.S. government starts in October. So that's $202 billion in deficit spending in just two months. Receipts from the last month totaled $208 billion, up 4% from one year ago, while outlays came in at $347 billion, a 3% increase from November 2017. No wonder the national debt has risen to more than $21 trillion. And if this tax plan does pass, that's only going to get worse. As I've said on previous episodes, all of this debt has significant ramifications, most notably that it will almost certainly slow economic growth. After a sharp drop in silver demand last year, Indians are once again buying the white metal. India has imported around 5,500 tons of silver this year. This is after Indian silver imports fell to a four year low of just 3,000 tons in 2016. Analysts say they expect the upward demand trend to continue into next year. We tend to think of India as a gold country, but Indians have a cultural affinity for the white metal as well. The country is one of the leading sources of world silver demand. Even though it was down last year, India still consumed 160.6 million ounces of silver in 2016, accounting for 16% of the global demand. Between 2010 and 2016, India imported 990 million ounces of silver, according to the Silver Institute. Growing demand for silver in India bodes well for the global silver market. Combined with contracting silver supply, these fundamental dynamics could push the price of silver higher in the future this might be a good time to get into silver. The silver-gold ratio remains at a historically high level. As we've said several times over the last six months, this is silver on sale. If you want to learn more about investing in silver, call 1-888-GOLD-160 and talk to one of Shift Gold's precious metal specialists today. That's 1-888-GOLD-160. Well, that's a gold wrap for this week. You can get more details on all of these stories and more, and keep up with the latest Precious Metals news and analysis throughout the week at shiftgold.com news. If you haven't done it already, subscribe to the Friday Gold Wrap at iTunes for free. There's a link on our show notes page. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you again next week.